What's up, Lions of Liberty fans? You can now support this show on Patreon and get exclusive access to bonus audio and video content, including Conspiracy Corner, Degenerate Gamblers, bonus segments with guests, and so much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. Welcome to Electric Liberty Land here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Electric Liberty Land, episode number 86, everybody. I am Brian McWilliams, and I was going to do a solo show today. However, got a late confirmation last night with a very special guest. The one and only Owen Benjamin has uh, rekindled our love affair of political discourse. So he is going to be my guest today. And really, as such, uh, you can visit lionsofliberty.com forward slash ELL86, but there's really not going to be any show notes there. Uh, We kind of just went a wide-ranging conversation all over the map. Owen's a, a very verbose guy. And one of the most enjoyable conversations, but also hard to keep up and hard to uh, necessarily keep on target, much like, uh, you know, if we're bombing the Death Star, let's just say we would have a few hits and misses along the corridor, but we do eventually get to blow up the Death Star. So do enjoy this latest episode with Owen Benjamin. And before I cut into that, because we're just going to jump right into it, uh, I want to remind you guys to listen to our shows on Monday, Mark Clare's show interviewing the leaders of the Liberty Movement. John Odermatt on Fridays with Felony Fridays, looking at the ironically named criminal justice system and all of the injustices therein, and our new Candidates of Liberty show, which is airing on Tuesdays with short, it's about 10, 15 minute at most interviews with different people who are running for libertarian offices across this great nation of ours. So that's going to be a uh, little bit of a mini series there, but we're going to be rolling those out. So make sure you check those out as well. I also want to give a shout out to Owen Benjamin's Patreon because he had mentioned it in our special bonus segment for our own Pride members, which you can become a Pride member by going to lionsofliberty.com forward slash support. But Owen Benjamin's Patreon, if you want to throw him some dollars, keep him going, is patreon.com forward slash WDTL. And that's short for why didn't they laugh? So you can go and support Owen there. And uh, without further ado... Here is Owen. Awesome. I still have to set up my, like, I, I, I have studio lighting. I just haven't set it up yet. Like, I just moved to a new house, which I think you did too, right? Or, or yeah, yeah. I just moved to uh, Washington State. It's pretty sweet. That's awesome. Well, congrats. Well, congrats to the baby too, man. Thanks, dude. I'm making life with the ween, with that yeah. sweet ween. <laughs> well, if there's, if there's one way I would expect you to make a, a good living, it's through the ween. Uh, if, All you have is your ween and your, and your uh, word. <laughs> That's the best bumper sticker I've ever heard. <laughs> it's true. I just made it up, but that sounds like merch to me. That's amazing, man. The Weed in the Word also, I think, would make a great uh, children's book if you ever want to get into that sort of thing. I 100% agree. But it's just like a metaphorical Ween until they're ready for the real deal. Yeah, exactly. Like C.S. Lewis brings you into Christianity before you're ready for it. Yeah, well, I was just thinking more like you know, like a, a quiet friend that's just there through you. Without you know, it's there for you in the good times and the bad. What's there when you look down, uh, and then one day it just presents itself as as the true friend that you've always had and and uh, your best friend moving forward. Yeah, it's like the guy that that has tons of bad ideas until things become real crazy, and then it's the one person to get out of the pickle. 
<laughs> you know, like my whole life, my ween's like, yeah, definitely do that. It's a great call. And then I was like, oh, stupid ween. And then finally, I'm like, the ween has done more for me than, than anything else. It's yeah. created life. Yeah, exactly right, man. Well, uh, we're started. Yeah, I figure. I figure. I always just, because <laughs> there is no real difference between just talking. That's why I love no, podcasts. Exactly. Exactly. There's no difference. It's not like three, two, one, and you're a different person now. You know? <laughs> put on the uh, put on the makeup, turn on the lights. Well, you did turn on the light, but yeah, man. Well, it's good to have you back. It's like I swear to God, because because every time I'd email you, it was like it was something I I would either catch you when you were just about finishing your internet time or something, but you kept like uh, luring me in, and I was like, I'm like, okay, great, Owen's gonna come back on, and then you wouldn't respond to me, and I'm I was like, I swear to God, this well, is I'm 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 lucky. Thing. It's, you're a, just excited. it's a double-edged sword. Like I'm really uh, lucky to have people write to me all the time, but at the no. same time, it's uh, it's easy to just get buried. It's like, oh, totally. You know, I'm just I'm just grabbing things out. Of, I'm like grabbing fish out of a fast-moving stream. You know, yeah. I'm like that sounds awesome, and then within ten minutes, it's like, and I just can't even find it. I'm just like searching keywords like liberty. That doesn't help with my fan base. Yeah, like half the emails I get are like it's all about liberty. So I don't even know lions. You know, I guess that can could find an email, but typically, because people typically talk about bears with me, but there's a lot of lion talk. <laughs> True. Like, How like the bears the messages? That's why it's crazy. Cause like everybody that hates PC stuff now that are just normal dudes, just like writes to me all they day. Gravitated now. To you. you are now the diary for people that hate PC bullshit. Dude, I'm the diary. It's like, they can't <laughs> say are. anything to their coworker. Cause they don't know who to trust. So they just send me pics like big bear. Look at this. It's just all day now. You, you know, are, you're Dear Abby. I mean, this, I mean, this could be, there's got to be <laughs> a big bear. This. Yeah, Dear Big Bear. <laughs> big Bear. Yeah, man. So the bears are still going strong, though, because I didn't know, like, stronger it, than ever, bro. Yeah, that's awesome. Because, like, I mean, obviously, Twitter is, you know, fucked. And, I, and I, that's what I was going to talk to you a little bit about, like, are you experiencing the kind of censorship that, you know, like we saw Alex Jones get cracked down on all the media platforms? Like, are they coming after you? Because your YouTube channel is, I mean, you're still knocking it out of the park with that. So well, have they, you they, heard they the rat, like the rattling and the rapping on the door? No, they froze it for three months. I was talking to Gavin McGinnis about this yesterday. Wait, I'm like, what was this? I'm like, I'm like, dude, I was permanently banned from Twitter and frozen from YouTube for three months on the same day, like six months ago. I'm like, so I was such an early adapter to this that I'm not even in the press release. I'm like, because <laughs> him and Alex Jones just got banned. And so everyone's like cracking down on conservative voices or libertarian voices. And I'm yeah. like, I was the Sex Pistols. You guys are third eye blind. <laughs> That's too bad. Yeah, you were the OG when it comes to getting. Yeah, banned. Dave Smith, our mutual friend, Dave Smith was. Yeah. Uh, he wrote to me recently. He's like, "Turns out you were kind of like right about everything." Yeah. Like, Any advice? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> just stay, just uh, stay the course because uh, they can't get you. Yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, switch I to Vimeo. You know, your people follow yeah. you if they know that you're not lying because it's not about uh, having people disagree with you. That's going to happen all the time. It's 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 people that aren't like full of it. Like, yeah. just have a gravity now. It's crazy. Well, you know what, man? It, hold on, let me close this. I was keeping this door open because it gets hot as balls at my house. Um, but it's too loud. Um, yeah, man. It's it, well, I, What I wonder now is, like, but the thing I'm scared about is that you already have this, like, kind of rumored rumbling of, like, ISPs. Like, you know, what happens if the ISPs try to shut you down? And, like, they removed, like, some of the extreme Nazi websites. You know, like, Stormfront, I think, got taken off an ISP. So that's what I'm, like, the next step I'm kind of afraid of is, if you have the YouTubes of the world and you have these other places, like they're banning you, but you can still have like your website. But if they take that next step and then just start banning everything from an ISP level, then you're just fucked. Well, that's why I didn't get on board. Um, you know, I, I do have a BitChute account for if YouTube takes me off and Vimeo. And uh, 
But when everyone's like, get on Gab, you know, it's a conservative. I'm like, dude, this is a, you don't understand. It's a reverse Ponzi scheme that you can't get out of. So you just have to hold your ground because like Patreon was pressured by MasterCard to take out some dude, some anti-Islam guy. Uh, And that's not even like, who isn't kind of anti-Islam? Even Muslims are kind of anti-Islam. Like it's not a big stretch (laughs) to be like, yeah, you know, caliphates are a little crazy. And you know, the guy is, uh, has this nine-year-old bride and he's on a flying horse. Like, is no one asking questions? No. So um, the, the PayPal Visa MasterCard can collude now as well, and so can Verizon, AT&T. That's why yep. it's a cultural battle. It has nothing to do with uh, you know having conservatives or libertarians make their own platform. Because one, I don't necessarily like echo chambers. I don't. I like right. I like people that agree that logic is real, and you know I don't like hanging out with postmodernist like everything subjective people, but. I don't want to only talk to people that agree with me on everything because then we would just become crazy. Right, I, exactly. I, I like the town square. Yep. So just, just try not to lose ground. I think Twitter and I think Facebook's pretty done though. I think they've, you know, their stock went down 18% in one week, yeah. which is like more than the entire, you know, 1929 crash. Yeah, man. Well, well, you know what? Also, just a real quick point on Facebook too, is like, we're talking about Facebook. We talk about government censorship, right? And we're, and we're, and people always say like, and you know, I do it as libertarian too. Facebook's a private company. They can do what they want as a private entity. But then you look at Facebook colluding with the FBI, you look at them sharing data with the government. Then you go, okay, at what point is this crossing the boundary where it's basically part of the government? And, in, and if that's the case, they shouldn't be able to ban or censor anybody because of First Amendment rights. Well, that's the problem with having a the state. Like it's uh, it it like it gets so muddy. It's kind of like open borders. Like Smith and Malinu used to be all about mm-hmm. open borders until you have to acknowledge that we have a welfare state. Yeah, man. And so it isn't the same. Like if you if we didn't have the state, this monopoly of coercion, um, you know, there's an argument for open borders, and but now there isn't at all. It's the same with these companies. It's like. YouTube, like all these lefty companies are only left wing because the government has this uh, antitrust ability and they mm. threaten them, you know, and they, and they say like, you know, follow the rules or we'll trust bust you. And so it's not a free market. I, I tend to lean toward libertarian, even in these awful times where I say it's a private company, dig your own grave. Yeah, I, I really do. I think that that's why I talk about it so much. You know, I don't think that the government, I don't want to give the government the power to reinstate Alex Jones because they'll never give it back. It's so, it's sociopathic. Right, precisely. Well, it also, at the I mean, same I- time, like we have to bitch about it. We have to say, this isn't okay. We have to make them scared that, 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 uh, their their customers will turn on them. Mm. Well, I, you know, look, MySpace is still a thing, and I, I I tell you, I love the meme. Have you seen the meme going around with Tom now from MySpace, yeah. where it's like, "Good old Tom, never spied on us, never censored us, never kicked us off." And it's, I mean, it is true, and I and I I gotta believe that someone's going to step up. And I agree with you. I think Facebook's time is is drawing near. Uh, I think people are just in general, it's like dropping precipitously. Users are dropping off. There's going to be a next big thing now. Whether or not it's going to look like Facebook, I don't know, because maybe people are actually getting smart enough to say. I don't want to share all this shit. Like I don't need that much information about myself out there. Number one. And I want to make sure that I'm going to be protected from, you know, being ousted, especially from a business perspective where you build up this massive audience and then Facebook can just fucking take it away from you like that. Right. After and making my, shitloads off you advertising. Before the, uh, the metadata scandals and the Snowden reveals and all that stuff. It's yeah. like, God knows what they were really doing, but yeah, it existed before the right. Reviews. But it's like after you know Patriot Act and all that stuff. We've bec- it's it, the government is becoming more and more invasive into these companies, and I yeah. think uh, like like the Patreon guy, for example. I know people who know him when he was in a band, and <laughs> they've they've 
said that he for sure isn't like an SJW dick. Uh, and it, it's just this middle management corrosive, like uh, government type entities that start doing this because mm. I don't trust Patreon. They almost kicked me off. But it's like, I don't think it was the original creator's intent to be this like scolding nanny. Yeah. You know, where it's like, you need a timeout. Like what Jack is doing with Alex Jones. Like oh, Alex totally. Jones is a grown man with guns. Like you're just a, you look like Mumford and Son with AIDS. <laughs> uh, a band who I saw live once. And he does look like Mumford and Son with AIDS. I like Mumford and And I got Son. some AIDS from them for being a completely. It's just like once you get the Mumford and Son equation, it, it like it, it gets old, but that equation is real good for a while. Yeah. Well, it's like anything, you know, it's like, just like we see every goddamn movie that comes out, you know, like they're going to like, we're going to make a movie about mermaids. And then every studio makes a mermaid movie. It's the same thing with the Mumford and Son sound where you're like, this is some great music. And then every band that sounds remotely like them gets pushed on you from the uh, industry. And one um, thing I will say, even though half the band were definitely a bunch of commies, the Beatles did reinvent themselves quite a bit. Oh, totally. If you listen to that album by album, it's, it blows your mind. Yeah, they were creative. They like even though John Lennon was a filthy commie, like you gotta give credit where credit's due. I like Paul. Paul was nice to me at the improv once, and he I've always thought that he's a a straight shooter. He he doesn't have that that miserable leftist vibe of because he seems like he's a heavy vegetarian, heavy leftist, but at least maybe he's one of the ones you could talk to, you know, the good ones who actually they can accept an argument. He never used an excuse for why he kept beating his wives. You know, well, like John Lennon is guard. If your wife only had one leg, yeah, I mean, oh, you know, John Lennon—that's true. He probably did marry a one-legged woman so she couldn't run as he beat her. That's like what I'm saying, man. You know, it's like hobbling. Oh, anyway, no, John Lennon was a vicious woman beater. I didn't like, see he had that. a song called know. "Woman Is the Nigger of the World." He had a, like he has another. He had another song. These are all just not on Spotify for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> but he also oh, had this song about. Uh, how a woman should run from him where he's like, run girl, you've been, a, I'm going to get you girl. Like there's, there's so many of these like songs that have been removed from the, uh, the playlist that you're like, man, if people really saw the full John Lennon, they like, even the song imagine is a yeah. horrific look into the dystopian socialist world. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I never realized this. I now have to re listen to all of John Lennon's and his imagine there's no countries. And why are you in America? Not Sierra Leone, John. <laughs> He's Imagine probably hoping there's no countries so that there's no divorce laws with Yoko Ono. I don't know. I don't know if they were ever formally married. Uh, although, uh, who knows? Who funny knows? side story: my sister did steal Sean Lennon, his son Sean Lennon's jacket, in a, a bar in New York City called Max Fish. It's not stealing. There's no possessions. <laughs> it's a true story. I just want to break into one of Bernie Sanders' houses and just be like, "Isn't this all our house, Burn?" Yeah, man. Go summer. Go summer there. Get right by the lakeside house he bought a few months ago with all that money his wife stole from the university. Man, they're such scumbags. Oh, dude, what did she steal? Like $2 million or something from that one and just bankrupted the college that she was working for? Dude, they're and just they're like, they're they're like just everybody scumbags. should have free college. It's like, well, how they get free college if you guys keep fucking stealing all the money from everybody? Dude, free, free, free healthcare is, is, doesn't mean anything if the only care the government has to provide is a grave. Yeah, right? Well, look at, dude, look at the UK and cancer survival rates. Look at Venezuela. Like, this motherfucker backed yeah. it. He was like, yeah, Venezuela, Chavez. I was just reading a Michael Moore tweet from 2013 where he was like talking about how they just eliminated poverty and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah. There's a higher murder rate there than Iraq during war. 
Yeah, I love how they, they always can eliminate poverty. Coming off the largesse of capitalism, they can immediately eliminate poverty for about two weeks, and then that money runs out real quick. And now everybody has no fucking toilet paper to wait their ass. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, uh, like a, a woman who divorces her like rich husband before right. divorce laws, where she's like, I'm free now. And then like a year later, she's just homeless. Just destitute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just schizophrenic. <laughs> she looks like um, Melissa Milano. That chick is nuts. Alyssa Milano. Um, just, crazy. Yeah, crazy. She, she looks like a... Like a like a dr- like a homeless figure skater. Like when she was dressed up like strawberry shortcake to like because she wants to kill more babies. Is this, like, is this with Pete? So she on the front lines of Planned Parenthood. I'm not up to my Melissa Milano. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, news. totally. And it's like the the country is not backing it. Cause like most people that are pro-choice are only like, you know, really early in the event of rape and all that stuff. Yeah. These people are like, we want our rights for the 30 week, like for no fucking reason, murder abortion. Well, and people I, are like, they're like, they, they just start weeping. That's like what happened with Michelle Wolf when she tried to start that abortion chant. Oh yeah. Well, her show's gone now. Canceled. Oh yeah. Because like when you watch that, if you have children or if you're just sane, you're just like, you almost start, you almost want to cry. You're yeah. like, how can someone be so vile and cold to, you know, babies. Yeah. Well, you know what? I always thought there's got to be a way. Like for me, like I'm, you know, a guy that's pretty much a pro-choice up to an extent. Like you said, a lot of people, I think that are fairly rational. There's a certain point where you say, absolutely, this can't be, you can't have an abortion yeah, see, at this since point. Since there's no line, the reason I'm against abortion is the same reason I'm for gun rights. Is mm-hmm. There's no argument. It's like, I want to be the guy that says, yeah, six weeks, you know, yeah. whatever. I can still hang at the party. But what's the argument is when they have a well, face, when they feel pain. Okay, so a senator gets- You could have aborted Mel Gibson, a man without a face, at any moment. Right. No, but (laughs) it's the same argument with guns. It's like, all right, so state senator gets uh, armed security. Meryl Streep gets armed security. Does does an alderman get armed security? Does does it have to be an elected official? What if it's an important person? What what makes me different than Meryl Streep? And unless I can come to a principle, I can't be it. And so that's why I'm against abortion, even though it's socially very- no, I hear you on that, man. I mean, I guess the, the position I was always trying to figure out, and I, and I thought this would be a fairly decent way. So let me know your thoughts about this. So cool. what if there's just a way in which, like for me, brain activity uh, is a good indicator of whether or not that could be considered like a viable being, right? Because I'm saying like, if we're going to say, um, I mean, the you know, soul is a very... So a coma. So let's say your your wife or mom goes into a coma. Is With that zero brain activity? I would, I, and that to be, I'm perfectly honest. At that point, I would have like, if they have a, a will, a living will, if I'm f- totally fine pulling the plug. I think if you no, but what if zero brain activity, but but with an almost one, almost one hundred percent will have brain activity in the very near future. Well, it's, it's not saying if they've already been alive. <laughs> Good question. So uh, then, so then the principle well, is that they've already been alive. Yeah, they've already been alive. Is the difference? So if someone's right, in a coma right. and the doctor says there's so zero brain activity, existed as a human, and it's saying now we're saying, well, they haven't quite existed yet as a human being. So, but look, it's it's a very touch. I mean, it's it's a complicated subject, and you're making very good. It, it actually isn't. It's only complicated because of the social. Uh, stigma around it. Don't get me wrong. I don't think like, I don't want to go up to a woman who's had an abortion and be like, you're a murderer. Right. Like, I'm not like that. I know that there's, you know, I, I don't see it like that, but there isn't really an argument for any specific time to be able to have an abortion. And that's, that's just true. And I, I know it sucks, but it's just like, like no brain activity. Well, you know, is there a nervous system? If someone was in a coma and they, and the doctor said within three weeks, there will be brain activity. Would you kill that person? You know, it just well, if I really happen. wanted him dead, and I think that's the circumstance we're talking about, right? Right, because if it's just clump of cells, you know, someone could <laughs> yeah. be like a thirty thousand trimester 
Clump maybe, cells, and yeah. I can just shoot them in the street. Like I see a lot of clump of cells. I want to take their lives, but they're adults. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> another again, another great bumper sticker. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. No, I I agree with what you're saying, but like you're saying, I mean, it's, it's just it's something where I do. I have an issue. Like, I mean, there's no way you could officially, in my opinion, outlaw completely because then you just have the whole situation well, with black exactly. markets coming that's, to bear and then, you know, everything else. Well, so that's the issue. That's the, well, that's the debate. It's not whether or not abortion's wrong. It's, it's yeah. what level do you want the state to do? And that's the difference I have with some of my more conservative friends is I don't want to give the state the power to do that because so many people would be against it. They would have to become basically a police state to, to yeah, yeah, exactly. The, I mean, just yeah. think about that. I mean, you're talking about keeping people out of the bedroom and then now, now you got to keep them out of the bedroom and you have to keep them out of your bathroom and off of your stairwells. So right. that's why all this shit, all this shit is cultural. That's why I always talk about it. Cause it's like, people should just know it's wrong and not do it. It's the same with drugs. Like I don't think drugs should be illegal, but you shouldn't do drugs. If you know, if, unless you know, you have joint pain and you smoke some weed, but like, meth isn't good for you. I don't think no. the government should make it illegal because then look at what it's done with it. You give the government power, they just suck trillions from the people and do nothing about it. Yeah. So well, that's why, yeah. And you just, well, you know, you saw this, uh, I don't, well, I don't know if you saw this or not, but this recent story about uh, the prisoners, like I think just today they're going on strike. There's an official prison strike. So all the, all the prisoners that they're using for this essentially forced labor while they're in jails and they kind of this cronyist system wherein they farm them out. They have, you know, deals that they work with these construction companies to put, have them put in roads, to have them do construction, all this other stuff. Prisoners are now on strike. And you look at the drug war as an extension of what we're talking about here. You know, here, here's a, a perfect situation wherein you have a conduit constantly just feeding the machine that then becomes cheap, easy labor for these cronyist dickheads to make millions and millions of dollars off of putting yep. in roads that then they kick back to the legislators. Exactly. And it's, it's, it really is a, a form of slavery. And I, I believe in prisons, but I think they should be violent because right, yeah. that's, that's what's happening is we're having these nonviolent drug offenders turned into slaves and then pedophiles are getting parole. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's garbage. Because the thing is, is I know a lot of great cops. I know a lot of great prison guards. I know like as individuals, but like these become sociopathic entities. You know, I saw that in Hollywood. Hollywood is a sociopathic creature. So it's like, you can't just guide it. it like it sets up to only, um, it's like that uh, funny bot from uh, South Park oh, yeah. where it's like the funniest joke in the world is to kill everybody and then say, awkward. Like that really is the funniest joke. And that's the problem with AI is if you program for like an outcome, they will just like grow. Mm-hmm. You know, most charities just become uh, a way to expand the charity and not actually do oh, charity. Yeah, you know, yeah. the return on the actual like return on investment of, of finances, like that's like the same with the Clintons Foundation, same with a lot of the biggest charities. You know, it's just <laughs> put on overhead. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that's just, I mean, they're literally a crime family. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And uh, yeah, to, to your point you're making as well, yeah, it just exists to, to grow its own bottom line and government. When you look at everything, every single thing government does, that is the bottom line. You know, how can we get more power? How can we continue to grow? And the thing that always gets under my skin so much is that no matter how much money is put towards whatever they want to accomplish, it doesn't seem to achieve anything. And you well, still need that baseline. That's the no. thing. It's functioning great it, as far as just, but it's only for itself. Like Thomas right. Sowell figured that out. He used to be a socialist. And now, of course, he's the great Thomas Sowell. But like uh, he was in Puerto Rico talking about minimum wage. Like, and he was working for a, uh, a government agency and he realized that they didn't want the people to not be poor. And that right, yeah. blew his mind because they're like, well, then we're out of a job. 
Exactly. You know, and that's why the welfare state with uh, especially black families in America is so brutal because if yeah. they want at eight dollars an hour, they'll have their rent paid. If they make eleven dollars an hour, they won't have their rent paid. So they're stuck in this constant state of infancy. Yep. And that's why you have all uh, Hollywood is a propaganda wing of the government that's constantly reinforcing this narrative that blacks are victims, whites are oppressors. Mm-hmm. It's only because they have to keep them as babies. And that's why when you see Kanye West, Candace Owens, these people step out off the yep. plantation, the monster is revealed. And that's why leftist Hollywood is so grotesque. And uh, they, they hate me, frankly, so much. Like that one dude we were talking about last time. I don't even remember his name. but like, oh, oh, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the, those type of middle managers... Uh, like they see someone like me and they're like, shut up. Yeah. Because their entire, all their money is coming from um, very nefarious places. And it's about keeping people in line. You know, they're the racists. Like they're oh, vicious totally. racist. 100%. Well, let me ask you this, by the way, because this is something I saw you, you were doing some stuff with, uh, with Steven Crowder. Oh, and, he's my boy, yeah. Yeah, and making fun of uh, you know, Hillary Clinton's Chinese spy driver. And then he was yeah, a driver. Yeah. And I saw that and I was like, I was like, all right, they're, they're like going old school over the top with the, uh, the impression kind of like harkening back to the 1930s style. Um, yeah. People used to know the Chinese and I, I'm sure intentionally, but I wanted to ask you this because it seems to me now that Asian people and you, you still got the, like the Asian American, whatever bullshit Alliance that's, that causes, you know, it steps up and yells whenever somebody says anything about Asians, but I swear to God, you know, you can make fun of white straight men to the ends of the earth. It doesn't matter or Catholicism or anything like that. And now Asians are becoming one of these unprotected classes as far as mass media is concerned. Have you noticed that? Like, Oh yeah, they always have been, but it's, it's really obvious why like, like, uh, like this song, can you hear the piano? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm only racist when I drive. (laughs) Right. I could do that. I could do that at like the VMAs and it would get a laugh. Like, And it's because they demonize those who pay taxes mm. because it's kind of like what they did with black people with slavery, where if, if black people aren't people, you can own them and use them. It's the same principle. And it's not, I'm not, I'm obviously not comparing being white to being a slave, right. but it actually is tax slavery where if 80% of taxes are paid by like, you know, 25, 28% of the population and that population is Asian uh, and white those are the ones that you demonize and make them less than human so that you don't have to justify your actions. It's, right, exactly. And most tax money goes to black, single black mothers. That's why the black female is the untouchable class in America. So it's like, it's so obvious. Like we can do like big teeth and be like, oh, I'm from Chinatown mm-hmm. and no one cares. But right. any, like imagine doing blackface, people lose their mind. It's not because they care about people. It's yeah. not because they're trying to protect black people. In fact, it's the most condescending thing you can ever do is say that someone can't hear a word, you mm-hmm. know, like this, the N word. Oh my God. Did you say the N word? It's not right. fucking vulgar. You're not, yeah. You, it's basically it's saying you are not emotionally capable of handling this, responding to it in adult fashion, countering, yeah. a, a, you know, yeah, you take away your- agency, you take away agency from a human being. Yeah. It, it literally is taking a, a, a group of people and treating them like literal, like the worst mental retardation where like, I really wouldn't mock someone with a, 25 IQ or 30 IQ that has like massive mental retardation because that would be cruel. I would feel cruel. About your own self. You'd say, how could I live with myself knowing that I would do something like that? Exactly. Like you would immediately, like I only mock that which I find either equal to me or above me, you Mm -hmm. know, or if I is as far as mental capacity, you know, like I'll mock complete monsters, like people that I think are below me, uh, uh, ethically, but 
to say you can't mock black people or you can't mock Hispanic women is mm-hmm. to take away their agency. And it's to, it's to not allow them to become truly American in the sense of, uh, you know, mocking is a major aspect of America. It's kind of how yeah, you, you show that you're friends with somebody. We don't rise to the level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our training. Those epic words from Archilochus can sum up your ability to succeed or fail in business. I want to recommend Conversation Mat Time to our listeners as a way to hone your one-on-one conversation skills in a role-playing session that can help take you to the next level. During 25-minute sessions, you'll work through the best way to approach that raise, that interview, or that relationship with a practice professional that will provide the confidence and experience you need to get paid what you're worth or take that interpersonal risk you've never been able to conquer. Just like in jiu-jitsu, the difference between a novice and a black belt is mat time. Train to win. Visit conversationmattime.com and take advantage of a free 15-minute consultation just for listeners of this show. Well, exactly right. Well, that's that's one of the things that bother me about living in Los Angeles as well. Just by the way, is that you know, growing up, I'm an East Coast guy, so growing up, it's always busting balls. And yeah, you if you're fond of somebody, you make fun of them, you mock them. Here, people can't take any of that. But, oh God, no! They're they're, yeah, they're awful. Like like LA has become just it's just grotesque. What yeah. like what's happened culturally? Well, that's well. I'd say I, in regards to culture, though, especially when it comes to race relations, you know, the other thing people don't want to acknowledge is that by causing so much divisiveness between people and and so much like self thought, like, like you you can't almost trust what your own opinion is anymore. And that's what the left has been pushing. Where people they go up, they see a black person on the street, right? Like you're a, an average white dude. You're walking down the street, you see a black guy, and now you're so awkward. Whereas maybe if you didn't have all this bullshit in your head, you say, "Hey, how you doing?" But now you're like, do I have to try extra hard to be nice to them? Do I have to smile extra big? Do I, should I say nothing? And exactly. so you have so many it's people self-doubting that they're going to come across as awkward. And now it's going to be interpreted as racism. Well, it's, it's alienating you know? too. It's as if like black people were the girl that was just raped and they're like going into class. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, hey, Diane, do you, need, do you need milk or something? It's just, and that's one thing about me that I value is that I never knelt to any of this stuff. So I trust all my instincts. Like I'm like, you know, know thyself where it's like, I, because once you kneel, you never get up. And so, I mean, because once you have that minute of self-doubt in your mind, yeah, getting that back is almost impossible. And especially when you're getting this cacophony of noise from everybody else, that's kind of doubling down on it and telling you how you have to live and how you have to be so polite to everybody and watch your P's and Q's. Oh yeah. And it's total nonsense. It's, it's, it's absolute nonsense. And it's like, I've never seen a more racist place. Like the reason Hollywood is so into open borders is because they want Mexican slaves. Yeah. Like, they want to be able to like, voting block. Most yeah. of these celebrities I know personally, and they'll pay a gardener $4 an hour and some of them rape them. Ugh. It's like, the, it literally is one of the most grotesque things ever. And, and that's yeah. why it's, it's a, there's, there's people on the right that also exploit these people, like these giant farms in parts of Texas that, that mm-hmm. secretly are against uh, border control because they just want slaves. They want desperate people. And the left wants them to vote uh, Democrat because right. you need someone in a true state of desperation to, to believe any of this nonsense. And black people are starting to move away from it. Yeah, you know, Trump's approval lot, rating man. is doubled amongst black people because yeah. that Kanye West moment, because he was so brilliant. He didn't say like, vote Republican. He said, I like the way she thinks. Mm-hmm. And that erupted the monster. And then so many black people just were like, wait a minute, I can't think for myself. 
Yeah. And that really changed the game. And, and people really started opening their eyes to what's happening and how just disgusting the left has become, especially with race. And, you know, the what, last time we talked about the trans children stuff that they were yeah. pushing and just the, the pedophilia and all that stuff. And that's still coming out there. I mean, I was listening recently to, uh, you know, Dave Rubin uh, had a a researcher on his show, like a sex researcher. And she was basically saying how she's been ostracized from the community and how all these sex therapists, they now are terrified to speak up against anything in regards to cowards and fuck them. I mean, I I agree, but but it's because they're they're literally like their careers will be jeopardized, you know, because the left attacks them and, and protests their their offices. If they dare say, you know, you should just go. Maybe you should give us some time. And it's like, you know, and the, and the statistics, I think we might've talked this before. They're completely a hundred percent in agreement that, you know, well, not a hundred percent, but you know, something it's, 70, it's 80% of these kids, yeah. Well, they say, yeah, 80% of these kids that think that they're one gender or the other one, they just end up being gay or lesbian. If you just give them time and they become very comfortable in their own bodies. So, or they were so, like me that just wanted to play piano and wear purple pants. And it's you still a, are. I can't it say doesn't you're mean you're a girl. No, man. It's like, it, and, and they experiment. Them. They kidding. do it all the virtue signal. It's all this postmodern, like there is no good or evil shit. That's why those, yeah. that, 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 those couples, that, that couple that just uh, were trying to bike ride in like ISIS territory oh, to show so funny, no man. such thing as evil and they just got beheaded. Uh, I saw your, I saw your Instagram uh, about that. And, and by the way, I did, I'll, I'll do an intro to the show uh, since we just jumped into it. But yeah, I saw your Instagram post about just laughing so hard. And I gotta agree. I laughed my ass off. What a couple of fucking idiots. Well, yeah. And a lot of these people, like what you're just talking about, these doctors that know better, that'll be quiet because of money. I, I have no respect for it all. Like no. I'm on tour starting in September and I can't even list the venues. That's how secretive I have to yeah, be. Because, that's, so that's still happening. Backlash. Yeah, just because horrible. of these opinions. Like, like Louis C.K. is a great joke writer, but he can do bits about how his daughter's a cunt and how he likes to whack off in front of people and he'll say nigger all he wants. You know, mm. that nigger makes a great cup of coffee. Like I was laughing, but it's like, it doesn't matter what you say or do. It's do you kneel? Do you kneel mm-hmm. to the narrative? And the narrative is controlled by people that that want trillions of dollars and we're a bunch of fucking morons for going along with it. And we know Caitlyn Jenner wasn't the woman of the year. Right. Just to say that's ridiculous. It's a it's a it's literally a purity test for a cult. Mm-hmm. Like one of my buddies was in a cult his whole childhood. He taught me all about cults. And one thing you do is you ask a question that everyone knows is is you know, you say, oh, it's right out of Star Trek. It's right out of 1984. It's like, right, how yeah, many lights are two. there? Three lights. Right. Say four lights. Three lights. Say four lights. Once you say four light, lights, you're a trained animal. Yep. And so these people are trained animals just for prestige and money. And the fact that I uh, was willing to go back into tree work and hard labor as your Jake Weissman was like talking shit. Mm. It's like, that's why he's going to be a little own bitch his whole life and I'm free, you know? And it's like, that's truly it. You yeah. can kneel or not kneel. Well, I mean, it's something too where, like we're talking about this concept of kneeling or not kneeling, and it seems like all the time now people are very content to kneel as long as they're everybody else is kneeling along with them. You yeah, know, the it's zebras. like the self-realization. Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, zebras are striped not to blend into the uh, Serengeti because nothing looks like stripes; it's to blend in with each other. So oh, when a zebra is in a pack, the stripes confuse lions. And if a zebra uh, breaks from the pack, he dies. He's dead. Like if you just yeah, mark okay. a zebra, they die. So it's like these people are zebras. So as long as they're in a pack, they feel safe. But they're just fucking zebras. You know, yeah. I choose not to be a zebra. I'm a bear. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, damn well right you are. But yeah, man, it's, a, it's that exact, it's that concept of just 
uh, similarity of thought, similarity of action. And yeah, no one wants to stand out. So as long as everybody else is kneeling, it's like they don't recognize the danger. And I don't know if you stay on the zebra topic, if zebras feel entitled in a pack like the left do or like so many people do in the, in the culture we live in today. But we certainly see as soon as one of them separates, they get shot down pretty quickly. Oh, and the zebras, if you want to carry the metaphor, the zebras are now importing lions from Saudi Arabia and, and Syria and <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> you know, it's like, look at what's happening in Sweden. These fucking oh, man. The rape gangs. 1.5 million people from like places where if you're gay, they cut your head off. And if yeah. you're a woman, they chop your clit off. Yeah, man. And it's like, and they're just so fucking not, not. They don't have the skills to deal with that. They, they just are like, okay. And so they're changing all their laws. The women are being gang raped. They won't yep. even acknowledge what's happening because they're not equipped. They're zebras. They're grazing animals. They're not mm -hmm. capable of this shit. Well, especially when you have a small country with a, a homogenous society. It's basically everybody there is more or less the same way. They've grown up in the same culture. There's zero, uh, as far as immigration naturally, there's almost no natural immigration coming in. So when you force these people and they're like that, it's a, a huge segment of the population. And then, yeah, like you're saying, these people have no concept of how to do anything. And no. then now, what are you going to do with them? You can't, now it's like, you can't export them. Even though your people are being raped and murdered, you can't just force these people out because now it's too much of a PR nightmare for the socialist machine. I think there may be a genocide at some point, unfortunately. You think the Swedes will rise up? Yeah. Or do well, you I think that the, the Muslims Swedes, will manage to take them down? I, I think that they'll, they'll come a time, like, you know, the Tommy Robinson thing was so eye-opening where just reporting oh, on, on, on pedophile rape gangs where oh, yeah. thousands of, of girls in a single town in England are being gang raped by, uh, yeah. by these immigrants. And it's not even that. It's that the cops aren't helping and no one's helping. And once that's what happens and, and people want to just demonize, you know, Nazis and communists and all this stuff. All, listen, they are demons, but you have to see how they get there. You have to know the, the mm -hmm. uh, Weimar Republic before you understand the SS. And mm -hmm. once, once a population doesn't feel like they're being protected by their own governments, they will start killing people. And it, it, it's only a matter of time. And so that's why, I mean, who knows? Either it's going to be an anti-white genocide or an anti-Muslim genocide, but something's coming there. You can't, that's an exponential curve that, that can't sustain. So yeah. it's something will explode. Well, um, the question is now, I mean, I, I also wonder, you know, not just Sweden, but you've got the whole European Union kind of falling to pieces. You've got Italy for the same reasons, by the way. Italy has become really uh, anti-immigrant because of seeing what's happened to Sweden, seeing how not only culturally, but financially it's impacting. And I think Italy actually might even be more of a cultural thing, too, because yeah, they're like, we like, don't, they don't really want like to, to cut off the clit. <laughs> no, yeah, they, they kicked into gear like they eventually. Yeah. And, and the, the countries that will really be left alone, ironically, are the ones that were totalitarian in the Eastern Bloc because they're not playing, you know, Romania, oh, Hungary, Czech Republic. Yeah. I used to live in the Czech Republic. It's like those dudes Beautiful are like women in the Czech Republic, by the way. Cool. Yeah. But, and they're also like, no, Poland is like, no. Yeah. And the European Union is like, but we'll give you, we'll take away your money. They're like, fine. fine that's they're fine. like, okay, no, we'll no, we'll give you the money. But yeah, they're like, get the fuck out of here. You know, Hungary's like, we're not buying. Yeah. Austria's like, get the fuck out of here. You know, but it's all the, the countries that won World War II are the ones that ironically are just about to give up all their riches for no fucking reason. It's like survivor's guilt. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I mean, we're talking about Sweden and talking about a lot of these countries that adopted the socialist mentality after, like we were kind of what I talked about earlier, uh, after becoming so successful. And, you know, Sweden was one of the countries that really became successful 
on war, you know, on the backs of war in Switzerland as well, as a kind of go-between, as a conduit, as an arms dealer. Um, and then they make all these riches and now they're able to adopt socialism. But, you know, you see that it only lasts a certain amount of time and then you become dependent on overtaxation. Then you can't represent what you bring in these immigrants because they're not paying taxation. And then you have situations kind of like with um, what well, Sweden and some of the other countries there too. But all these immigrants that come in, they can't pay the high taxes. They don't have jobs because they don't no. have a, a system that can support all the jobs coming in. And then you also have, you do have racism against those people from the general population who now looks and says, just like what's happening in America, these people aren't paying their fucking share. Yeah, it's not even racism. It's common. It's not. It's, well, it's, they, it's, they, should be, they should be more racist. Yeah. <laughs> like, because like, it's not race. Well, it's, it's not really racism. Like, I should say it's re- example, reactionism. Growing up, growing up, I never thought about Muslims at all because every Muslim I knew came to America fleeing the Ayatollah. So they were like all about freedom. You know, right. like every Muslim I knew was like a hardworking doctor or like just some dude who's great at soccer. Mm-hmm. It was never this shit because the, the, the horrible combination with these socialist program countries and uh, the immigrant wave is they're, they're, they're importing these people that were not free, fleeing totalitarianism. They're, they didn't have the American spirit or the, uh, a lot of European spirit. They're just like dudes. And yeah, then don't mass. let them assimilate, you know, because yeah. white didn't used to be a thing. You know, Germans, French, English, they hated right. each other and the Irish were the slaves. So it's like white, you know, my ancestry, there was so much tension, but they could work side by side. And that's how you assimilate. You're like, well, it, you know, my grandfather was a lead miner. And when you're in a lead mine, you, you become brothers, you know, but if you're uh, held up by social programs, you mm-hmm. don't learn the language. You don't have pride in yourself. And that's when extremism kicks in, when this Wahhabism comes in and they're like, you know, these young men have nothing. Yeah. And it's this infantilizing of the, uh, these feminist states. It's like, there's like the tyrannical female state is the socialist state where it's like, everybody's a three-year-old toddler where it's like, coddle them, give them a bottle. You know, they'll be great. Just keep them warm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that doesn't work with grown men. Grown men want a purpose. And if, if, if they can't work and if they don't know the language and if they don't fit in, They'll get a purpose, and it's called fucking killing Westerners. Well, in a way, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with the movement where, I mean, I have a couple of friends myself that are stay-at-home dads, right? And you have know, nothing wrong with that if you want to be a stay-at-home Faggots. dad. But... <laughs> I'm just joking. I kind of am. I mean, I work from home. I love being around. No, I, I work from home, too, right now. I mean, I yeah. didn't used to, but I, as I'm- Stephen Mullen is a stay-at-home dad. Yeah, it's great. But I'm not a dad yet. But, uh, but there is a question, though, wherein people like men- you know, we have this instinct and this is, you know, kind of hearkening to Jordan Peterson a little bit. Well, you know, you do have the, the differences on a uh, genetic level between men and women. And you know, I wonder if when, as this movement continues and as women are continuing to push forth and do better in the workplace, are men going to start getting a little manic doing the more of the child rearing rather than having the women take a lot of that? Well, it's a different type of child rearing. Like I think women are very, very needed when children are very young, like just mm-hmm. Hit in mouth, sleep, security. Like, that's the thing is these socialist states really work with toddlers. Like, there's a reason women act like this. It's very effective. And then when a child's like six, seven, eight, nine, you start being like, falling's good for you, buddy. Just, you know, dust off your pants. You know, pain's, pain's a teacher, you know, and, you, and you, you teach your kids skills and stuff like that. But I think uh, this whole women in the workplace thing is nonsense. It, like, it's starting to uh, really backfire on a lot of women. A lot of women, uh, we're sold that, that being a woman's all about, you know, having an abortion punch card and being uh, an 80 hour cubicle worker mm-hmm. with uh, some vegan cats. 
And then by 45, they literally want to blow their own fucking brains out because yeah. that, like my wife has her master's in, in engineering. Like she was all set to be able to live without a dad or without a husband um, because her dad, uh, her biological dad was a bit of a no-show. So she was set up. But then once she felt safe with a man and was like, yeah, I mean, obviously I want to be a stay-at-home mom and be around our kids and, and just, you know, keep the house safe and healthy. And, and the fact that that's demeaned by feminists yeah. is so disgusting where it's like, they're trying to make one of the most, cause, cause I hate to say some of these things cause I sound so, so much like a, like a pussy, but it's true though. It's actually true that the, the mother is the most important job. And I'm not saying that to white knight at all. It really is. It's like men will do everything in their power to get resources, to have safety so that the woman can make good human beings. Mm-hmm. And we're now seeing the first generation that were raised by these feminist retards that are like, they, they're like, they have late onset autism where they don't even know how to look at you in the eye because they weren't well, like, raised by a human being. Yeah, they can't look. Well, it's also, and, and I'll throw a theory out there that I pushed out a couple of times in this podcast. It actually ties into a lot of what I feel is a cause for the school violence that you see. And it all ties yeah. into parenting. It all ties into social media and, and the general culture. And that's basically that you do have these parents that are raising their kids in a very non-aggressive, non-confrontational manner. They put their kids in a lot of programs now. It's always kind of shipping them out, go to camp, go to this, go to that, activities upon activities, rather than having direct communication with the kids. Then you layer that on top of schools, wherein the kids are just kind of coddled, non-confrontational there. You've got social media emphasis, so nobody knows how to talk to each other. They haven't learned from their parents. You've got even hanging out with their friends. No one's actually speaking or communicating. And then... As soon as anything goes wrong, and especially with social media where you can have an instantaneous bullying, and we see with Twitter, we shit, we see what happens with you on Twitter where people just gang up over nothing, and then boom, it becomes this catalyst that amplifies itself time and time again. And now these kids have no way to deal with it. They have no confidence in their ability. They have no confrontational skills, and they have no problem-solving skills. So they just fucking lose their goddamn minds, and the only thing to do is, is resort to violence which is what we see the left resort to because they don't know how to deal with it. Well, that's 100% true. And also, they don't value human life because when you're yeah. raised by institutions and not human beings, you don't value life. When you, exactly, man. When you see your mom, just the thing, she, she, she cares more about going to a, a pro-abortion march than, than hanging with you. And then she mm-hmm. works for money instead of hanging with you. And the dad is gone and you're raised by, by people that don't care about you. And then you go to another institution you, you don't value life. Like, like you, you just, you, you just start, you, you, you become this, um, uh, this youngian shadow self where you just don't give a shit. You're a nihilist. Yeah. And, um, and so good people just seeing good causes you pain mm-hmm. and that's real evil, man. I, I've seen that with my own eyes where it's like, people can't stand, you know, like there was times when, when people would look at me and, and call me like privileged and all this shit. And then I would share uh, stories from my childhood that are truly horrific in an attempt to be like, no, I climbed out of some pretty heavy shit. And they get even more angry because they almost hate you for winning. Yeah. You know, where it's like, why, why wouldn't you just become a, a victim and, and eliminate right and wrong from the world? Because that's what they do. Like, there's a, a, a divergence in the woods. I came up with this theory where it's like, when you're traumatized as a child, you can either... Uh, vow to not be a victim anymore and work hard and try and position yourself to, to succeed. Or you say that what happened to you isn't bad. I see that all the time. That's what's happening with the normalization of pedophilia where they're like, well, he's in love with a nine-year-old. It's like, motherfucker, oh, yeah. you won't confront your demons. Like you, 
Like if someone won't admit that they got like fucked by their dad or something, instead, they're just going to say that pedophilia is not evil. Mm-hmm. And it's so weak. And, and, and you see that this victim mentality of like, um, there's this great scene in Goodwill Hunting where Matt Damon's like, you know, my stepdad used to lay out a rope and an iron pipe and say, choose which one I'm going to beat you with. And Robin Williams is like, so which one did you choose? You know? And he's like, pipe. He's like, why? He's like, because fuck you. That's yeah, why. Fuck you. Exactly. And that's, and that's the attitude to get out of, out of hell. And, and, and the people that, that, that don't have that in them fucking hate you for doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and that's, that, and that's truly crazy to me. I, I was like, oh, maybe people really think that I've just had this real easy go at it. Cause I don't like to, uh, share a lot of bad stories because I don't like to be a victim. I think it's a really weird um, way to live where I don't want people to look at me with pity or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I've had conversations and, and it doesn't help at all. And that's when I realized that they don't like good. They don't like yeah. someone that values life. Well, it's just, it's like that the victim mentality is so strong. You know, now we're seeing it's just a who's the bigger victim party. But like you said, if you, they do see somebody who's managed to succeed and get out of that status, it just causes so much angst, self-loathing and jealousy that they can't deal with it. And they don't Look want to Candace deal. Owens. I mean, she was called a house nigger by the left more than that. They're fucking racist to, to be like, how dare you climb? How dare you see through this shit? Yeah. She's a black woman getting attacked by white white people in Antifa, they're dumping water on her. They're calling her a, a white nationalist. It's, it's beyond insane, yeah. but yeah, it's the white not nationalist even, is hilarious. But if you, if you think about how the left really thinks, uh, it's like, they don't believe in right or wrong or objective reality. They're literal postmodernists. Like they mm-hmm. think that the world is nothing but uh, power acquisition. And so when they say, you know, uh, Donald Trump is Hitler. Now give him your guns or like any of this shit, like submit to tolerance, like just Mm -hmm. nonsense. They don't care. And a lot of people that are more libertarian minded think that at some point they're going to wake up and be like, wait a minute. So Trump can be, uh, it's illegal for Trump to block people because of free speech, but you can deplatform anybody. And I'm like, they don't care. They'll say any, it's almost like picture someone trying to have sex with a girl at a bar. Like they'll be like, I also like giraffes. Like it's just anything (laughs) to get power. Yeah, And so these people won't stop. And to, and to make it seem like just one word means you're racist, like if you utter a word. No, that, that, that word, being able to say any word you want means you're free. The real N-word is no, to say no to someone. Well, you can't say that word. What, no? Because what, what, necrophilia? What N-word are you talking about? Necrophilia means fucking dead bodies. <laughs> like nigger is a, a pejorative, an ancient pejorative that if you call it somebody that, you look stupid. Right. Uh, well, like, that's kind of what ties into the... It's, it's stupid. It's a stupid word that doesn't mean anything. If I own slaves, I get it. <laughs> but it doesn't... If I've never called a black dude that to hurt his feelings because I'm yeah. not... like well, I, It just isn't... I'm more creative than that. I, I would make fun of more specifics. Right. And you know, and that's one of the things too I saw from the, the most recent alt-right march that they did, which was just a sad affair with... Dude, they could have fit in a Hyundai. It was yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you know, the, yeah, they had to, to get this the shittiest bus to get out of there. So, but, but the thing was, they took such a hit as far as just the size of that gathering. And that's why I say is good. You know, this is why free speech is great. Because you want to see these people get out there, expose these ideas. And then they, you know, half the people that went to that first march... I'm sure looked around and they said, oh, fuck, what am I doing here? I don't want to be associated with these assholes. And now they're gone, yeah. you know, but you need to have, you need to have that exposure. You know, you need to give these people a platform at least so they can get the ideas out there to be ridiculed. 
Two yeah, but even if, like even if there's zero, it's like the left needs that because it's almost like they don't. Well, it's got to be the boogeyman. Oh. They don't want to hear the small government guys like us. Yeah, that's why they they deplatform uh, people like me and 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 Gavin McGinnis because it's like you need to have because um, the alt right, like those guys in particular, like their whole platform is basically socialism with race. It's right, just like much. national socialism versus international socialism in World War Two. That's that's like, do you want broccoli or cauliflower? It's the same shit. Yeah. It's like, there's no freedom in that. That's why they highlight that as the right, because they want to create a spectrum of big government right wing and big government left wing. And in reality, uh, uh, American conservatism is founded on, uh, you know, no income tax, small government, nope. you know, freedom of the individual, like all this shit that libertarians are basically just normal American conservatives that needed to come up with a new name to disassociate themselves from uh, neocons. That's all it fucking is. Yeah, pretty much, man. Well, and <laughs> maybe this is a, a, a say, because I want to do our bonus segment with you, and we're already going about 50 minutes. So I, I, do you have any final thoughts? And plus, I, wanted, I want you to tell people where they can find you, uh, especially since you, you can't officially tell people where you're going to be doing shows at this point. Well, yeah, I can tell the cities. I'm going to be touring in September, and the, the shows end up a blast. This, we've done a bunch of these. We're... Uh, so you go to hugepianist.com uh, to get my last three-hour specials that I self-produced and then also uh, tickets to Atlanta, Houston, San Antonio, and West Palm right now, but we will be adding Austin and I think Tampa. But uh, get mm-hmm. tickets because uh, it's a fun, fun time. The, the crowd is cool. Like It's the type of crowd where you can hang with after and drink. Yeah, well, my uh, dad lives in Tampa and I, I think he would be a big fan. I was just hanging out with him. And he's he sees, he's our, our kind of person. They're, they're, we're the majority. That's the irony. It's just, it's just, they're not allowing us to see it. Yeah. So many people are just, they want normal families and, and just personal liberty and they're just American and they feel like the whole world's going mad. But in well, reality, it's, just, it's about 200,000 people with a lot of influence have gone yeah, mad. Exactly. It's just, and, yeah. and pe- most people just want to be able to walk down the street, not feel like they're being judged and have people stop fucking yelling at them. Is that so yeah. much to ask? To stop yelling yeah, at me and, whole, and leave me alone. Racism shit, it's yeah. not even about that. If you thought that uh, uh, someone of another race just shared basic American values, you would feel no hostility towards that person. Right. It's, it's this diversity nonsense where like, colleges want everyone to look different and think the same. And oh, I, yeah. saw that, I saw that years ago where it's like, if everyone's different colors, then they can all be communists, basically. Yeah. And well, in unless reality, you're Asians, because now they don't—they're not allow Asians to go into uh, the universities anymore. Do you, you hear yeah, about they're that? Too damn smart. Yeah, exactly. They're not victims. They're not victims anymore. Koreans exactly. and Chinese, like Nan, rape and Nan King. You know, we drop a couple nukes on Japan. Within a couple of years, they're like, "Oh, we don't care no more. We we just becoming real, real rich again." <laughs> Dude, and it's just, if, if there weren't so many Jews in the media, they would have they would be destroyed as far as being able to be mocked. I mean, you had the Holocaust within five years, they're making more per capita than a white person. Yeah. And that's all the state cares about. If you're an earner, you get mocked. Yeah, pretty much. And so that's pretty much it. Yeah, man. All right. Well, that's a good place to wrap this up. I'm going to be doing a bonus segment for our uh, wonderful patrons with the lovely Owen Benjamin. But for today, man, thank you so much for coming back on. Uh, as always, a nonstop good time. Yeah. A lot of facts, a lot of, lot of zebra knowledge was, was laid down on the people today. Animals don't lie. <laughs> all right, guys. So remember, go to hugepianist.com. Check out all of Owen's uh, social media channels. He's doing his, his streams. He does uh, about, about every day, I think. Every day, youtube.com slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. We're, we're crushing. 
Hell yeah. And of course on Instagram as well. So uh, yeah, man, from, uh, from me, Brian McWilliams, from Owen Benjamin, from the Lions of Liberty and from Electric Liberty Land, always stay plugged in to Liberty.